0: Welcome to the very first episode of the Comic Book Layer podcast. I'm Kyle. Uh, This has been a dream of mine for a long time to to start this podcast, get this going. I couldn't be more excited. I thought for my first episode what I'd do is I'd break down or talk about, not really break down, it won't be too heavy, try to be as spoiler free as possible, but talk about introduce you to five of my favorite starting points or entry points for anybody looking to get into comic books. Um, you know, you pick any one of these up off the shelves and they're going to be a great read. You're going to love it. And my guess is that they'll spark a a love of the medium in you and you're going to want to read more and more comics. (sighs) That's what happened to me. So, um, yeah let's let's start this off my five favorite starting points for anybody looking to get into comics what i would recommend to anybody who came up to me and said hey kyle where should i start well i have five good options the first one is by jeff lemire and it is a dc comic um It actually was first printed under Vertigo, but that's since gone away. And they now name these DC Black Label. But this is by Jeff Lemire, and it's called Sweet Tooth. And the premise for Sweet Tooth is, seven years ago, the affliction raged through the world like a forest fire, killing billions. The only children born since the plague are a new breed of human, animal hybrids. Gus is one of these children, a boy with a sweet soul and a sweeter tooth, and the features of a deer. But kids like Gus have a price on their head. When a vicious hunters descend on Gus's isolated forest home, a mysterious and violent man called Jeopard rescues him. The hulking drifter promises to lead Gus to the preserve, a fabled safe haven for hybrid children. As the two cross the Dangerous new American frontier will jeopard corrupt the boy. He's nicknamed sweet tooth or will Gus's heart change Jeopard? Now this story is absolutely Amazing now the best thing about Jeff Lemire is that you're gonna pick it up. You're gonna look at the art and it's it's very distinct and once you see something Jeff Lemire has drawn it's indistinguishable you'll always know it It, he's got his very own style but what's amazing about his art is that he captures emotion so well and it just really sucks you into the story to the characters it's um he's definitely if not my favorite he's up there it's uh his story is just emotionally the characters they they draw you in they They last. They last. They remain. I always think of these characters. Uh, That's what's amazing about Jeff Lemire is that his stories are so character driven. Specifically this one. You're going to follow along with Gus who, as it was as I just said a second ago is a hybrid. He's a boy who has deer antlers and he is living in a world that is sort of, sort of like a post-pandemic, which is kind of apropos for right now, I guess. But this pandemic has swept the world. The children are being born hybrids, crossed with animals. And the world kind of, no, not kind of, they mistrust these hybrids. Because they're not sure what came first, the hybrids or the virus, and they are trying to wipe out the hybrids because they think that the they caused the virus. And so you've got Gus and Jeopard, and their relationship. He, Gus calls Jeopard Big Man, and uh, he's he protects Gus as they do. As he tries to figure out, as Gus tries to figure out what he's doing. Who he is, what he should be doing, how to live. And as he's trying to evade the people who are trying to hurt him. Now, along the way, you're going to, Gus is going to run into more hybrid kids. And the relationships there are amazing and and, and grow. And uh, <laughs> some of them are just... The way Jeff Lemire draws these are just amazing. I I just love every single every single one. Um, they're they're just fantastic. So you're gonna have Gus and Jeopard and their relationship grow, and you know it's not just it's not just linear. It's up and down. It's very real. Um, and the arc here, every, every story, every character grows in a very realistic fashion. And I just think that this story is, you know, you're going to pick this up and you're going to love it. Every single character feels like real, uh, not comic book-y. Um, And the other really good thing about this is that it has been adapted for a Netflix show. And they did a fantastic job on the Netflix show. I absolutely loved it. The show is a little lighter than the comic book. The comic book's pretty dark compared to the show. Um, But the reward you get in the comic book at at the end, I don't want to spoil anything. That's why I keep stuttering here. I don't know what to say, how much to say. But this is just fantastic along the way they're gonna run into some some people who you think are good who you think are bad but you're not sure and he's gonna surprise you every time and you know the bad guy here the the really bad one he's he's gnarly and he's scary Um. But this is just a fantastic story. Um, You know, it's kind of, kind of feels like a, to me, a little bit of Walking Dead meets Handmaid's Tale or Mad Max or something like that. And um, it's just, it's better than all those because, well, better than all those. I don't know if I should say that. Walking Dead's amazing, but. This is just a fantastic read. It's one, you can get the compendium, which is the entire 40 issues in one volume on Amazon, in stock trade, somewhere like that. Check out uh, episode two coming out uh, really soon where I talk about the best places to get some of these. Um, but you will not be disappointed in this and Gus's story with Jeopard and Big Man and all of Gus's friends. Just the, the redemption, the, the heartbreak, the... Oh, I just want you to read the ending now. Uh, you gotta get there, though. It's, you, gotta, you gotta earn the ending. It's fantastic. Uh, so that's Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire. Fantastic, fantastic entry into comic books. You will not be disappointed with this. Uh, anything by Jeff Lemire, but start here. Start here. It's a It's a great read. Um, yeah, you will, you'll love it. The second volume that I will recommend is actually quite long, but you will not be disappointed in this either. The second series I will recommend as an entry point for comic books is by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley. Kirkman wrote it, and Corey Walker and Ryan Otley shared the art duties. But this is called Invincible. Invincible is a superhero comic that was published by Image Comics, and it follows Mark Grayson, who's a teenage boy. And um, here, let me actually just read you the, the, the blurb on the back. Mark Grayson is just like most everyone else of his age. He's a senior at a normal American high school. He has a crappy part-time job after school, and on weekends, he likes girls quite a bit, but doesn't quite understand them. He enjoys hanging out with his friends and sleeping late on Saturdays, at least until the good cartoons come on. The only difference between Mark and everyone else, his age, is that his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet. And as of late... He seems to be inheriting his father's powers, but that's only the beginning of Mark's problems. So Mark, what's so fascinating about this is that it is a superhero, and it's got, superhero coming. and it's got all of those facets to it. But what's so awesome about this is that it's very real. You're following Mark, who's a teenager, going through all his teenager stuff. He's going to school, getting girlfriends, hates school. Loves comic books, that's a win. But his family life, he's mad at his mom, he's mad at his dad. Um, But yeah, he finds out his dad is this, he's Omni-Man. And he finds out he's the most powerful being in the world. And the Voltramites, are, you know, from another planet, and they're all super strong and powerful. And uh, Mark, who's half Voltramite because of his dad, starts inheriting some of those things, realizes he can fly, which is an awesome scene when he starts trying to fly. Uh, it doesn't work out so well at first. Um, but it's really cool. And, uh, you know... Kirkman is just the ma- a master of twists and turns, and you think something's going somewhere, and it goes somewhere else. But yeah, so back up a second. So Omni-Man, or Mark Grayson's dad, Invincible's dad, is from Voltrum, is from Vitrum, and he, they send out a bunch of like a crew to find planets to take over. And so that's why he Omni-Man's actually there first, but he ends up actually falling in love with Mark's mom and kind of forgetting a little bit about it. I don't want to do too many spoilers, but that's kind of sets it up for you so you know where it's going. Now this book is super violent, but the art is fantastic and it just reads so smooth. I mean, you're going to These are actually produced um, or printed in compendiums too. There's a compendium one, two, and three. And they each collect about 47 to 42, roughly 40 some odd issues each. Uh, And you can get those super cheap on Amazon. Again, in-stock trades, cheap graphic novels, stuff like that. Places like that. But you're following a 17-year-old superhero. And the growth and... All this stuff is so real, so fun, hilarious. Uh, he goes to college. He's fighting all sorts of villains. I mean, it ranges the complete spectrum. I mean, there's 144 issues of this. So the uh, the what Mark is up against is always changing. And he's always having to grow, figure out new ways to... To save the planet, save his friends, save his dad, save his parents. Um, But it's, this is, you will be able to read each compendium in a week. I mean, it just reads that easy. And you'll be sucked in. It's a superhero sci fi. It's, um, I don't think, I don't think um, you will be disappointed in this. The the story arc, the growth of of Mark, of Invincible, is just... It's one of the best stories ever written. Uh, Best superhero stories. Robert Kirkman is just a master. I mean, you know, he wrote Walking Dead. Blew up, went everywhere. Dude can write. Dude can write. Um, It's just a fantastic read. So, check out Invincible. Uh... You will not be disappointed in that. Robert Kirkman, Image Comics. For my next recommended series, it is written by Brian K. Vaughn and illustrated by Fiona Staples, or art by Fiona Staples. Saga currently sits at about 55 issues printed went on a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit I say in quotes, cause it was three years and they're finally reprinting them. But get in it. You can buy the trades right now. There's nine volumes of them. It follows Marco and Elena and they're each from different worlds, but those worlds don't like each other. But Marco and Elena love each other and they had a kid. Um, Marco's from the horns and Elena's a wing. Those cultures don't like each other. But they had a baby named Hazel, but the world doesn't like it. It's an unholy union. And so Marco and Elena travel all, it's kind of like a space opera. I think Star Wars, stuff like that, Star Trek. Um, Big open worlds traveling from planet to planet. all sorts of cool creatures and different characters and weird worlds. I don't want to spoil anything. This just... Brian K. Vaughan can write. And Fiona Staples just beautifully captures everything. Um, but we're along for the ride as a family tries to stay a family. The story feels very, very human and relatable. Um, we get to watch Hazel grow up and in, in her interactions with her teachers, her friends, growing, learning, uh, figuring out people are different and how to love and appreciate them. Watch as her parents kind of go up and down and get in some fights. It's, uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, twists and turns and cliffhangers. Brian K. Vaughan is the master of the cliffhanger. But the world is constantly growing. I mean, every time it's a new issue, you're somewhere new. You're meeting new people. Um, just amazing characters. My personal favorite is Petrichor, uh If I'm pronouncing that right. But if you read it, you'll find her along the way. Uh, just... Uh, you won't be expecting it either. But Saga by Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. 55 current issues. 56 is being released here in a month or two, I believe. But that is just a great, great series. Next up, I have God Country by Donnie Cates, Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, and Jason Wordy. Donnie Cates does the words, Jeff Shaw does art and Jason Wordy is the colorist. God Country was one of the first graphic novels uh, that, I have, that I read where I will be honest with you, I got to the end and uh, let's just say my eyes got misty. Um, this is a fantastic story that I don't think you would expect it to be by looking at the cover. It's very heartfelt. Kate's is a uh, Kate's is, is the master. <laughs> Another one. I mean all the, all these books are, are I consider them all to be so good that they're all masters, but um in God country you're following a family and the dad or the grandpa has Alzheimer's. His name is Emmett. And it kind of opens with the son i can't think of his name off the top of my head who has a family but he's dealing with the with the turmoil of having his father who has alzheimer's and just the the problems that that causes for his own personal family as he tries to be there for his for his dad but his dad is kind of just a straight up jerk And so that's where it starts, but anybody who's ever had anybody in their family who's had Alzheimer's knows how crazy this can be. My grandma had it, it's, it's terrible, it's frightening. So what happens is, in the midst of this, a tornado comes and sweeps through the town, rips up the house, but in the tornado, something is delivered to them. And it's this giant, I think it's 12 feet long, sword named Valifax. Now what's really cool about Valifax is that when Emmett gets a hold of it, he is cured. His Alzheimer's go away. He remembers everything, he recognizes everybody, and uh, he wants to hold on to it forever. And right when he gets Valifax in his hand, his fr- the. His first one of the first things he says is, when did he looks at his hand, because he hasn't remembered himself forever. When did I get so damn old? It's just uh just that scene right away, if you've ever had anybody who's who's dealt with Alzheimer's, you you want it to be true. You want something like this to to be real. Oh, yeah. And so what's really cool about this is that. Everybody's happy to have grandpa back. But then, you know, you got a 12-foot magical sword, obviously something's up, right? I mean, this is a comic book. So gods from another dimension discover that Emmett has the sword and they want it back. And so you follow the rest of this story of this Emmett and his son Fighting off these gods. Mostly Emmett, because he has the sword, but the sun's there too. And they're just You know, Shaw can paint the paint, can just draw these amazing battle scenes. The the action, the flow, the paneling is just. I wish this were longer. That's my only my only critique. I, I want another, I wanted this to keep going. It's just that good. Um, just awesome battle scenes, um, but, but where, where it really shines are these quiet moments where it's just Emmett talking to his, to his, uh, granddaughter. She wants to talk to Valifax, you know, she's talking to, talking to Emmett saying, can I talk to the sword? (laughs) This scene I'm looking at right now, this panel, this sword is huge. Anyways, Valifax ends up actually really liking Emmett too. And, and fighting with him against the gods. But, so you follow him as he's in his quest to, to hold on to Valifax. Because holding on to Valifax is him holding on to him, himself, his family, his memories. And he doesn't want to let it go. And I don't want to ruin the ending, but... Oh man. You will... Uh, if you... <laughs> You'll love it. You'll love it. It's so, so worth it to read this. The art is fantastic. The story uh, just will, will tug at you, but you'll be amazed and awed and have fun with these scenes. Um, man. And your heart, your heart will be, will be heavy at the end of this. Um, really worth it. Can't recommend this enough. I've read it at least three times. It's, uh, it's great. You know, I realize I didn't read the back here. Let me give you the little blurb. A long time ago, out in West Texas, an old man named Emmett was dying from Alzheimer's. His son, Roy, was stuck between being a father to his own daughter and watching his father fade away into a hateful old monster. And to make matters worse, a giant tornado was on its way to destroy everything the family held dear. It was in the wake of the storm, however, that everything would change. For the tornado did not come from this world, and it brought something along with it. From the ashes of his home, Emmett stood holding an enchanted, indestructible, 12-foot talking sword named Valifax. And as long as he was holding on to it, he was back. His Alzheimer's was cured. He knew his own name again and the faces of the people he loved most. The problem is, that sword didn't really belong to Emmett. And its true owners will stop at nothing to see it returned. God Country is an epic, best-selling, and critically acclaimed miniseries about family, aging, loss, and letting go. The creative team that brought you Buzzkill and the paybacks and the writer of Redneck Baby Teeth, Ghost Fleet, and more. Yeah, get your hand on anything Kate's wrote, and you will not be disappointed, but, but start here. I think this is his best work. I hope he revisits it sometime because it's, lit. it's just fantastic. If you if you read this, uh, please let me know because that one really, really touched me. And last but not least, and this was a last minute edition. I just finished this. Um, I was turned onto this because of the show right now. Actually, really quick. I don't know if I also mentioned that Invincible is on Amazon Prime. It's an animated series. They did an amazing job. So the cool thing about the first two that I that I mentioned, Sweet Tooth and Invincible, you get to read it, immerse yourself in the book, and then watch a show. I love that. There's so many good reasons to to be reading comic books right now. But anyway, Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aha or Aja. I don't know exactly how you how you say it. But this is the the series that. I think is mostly what the show is influenced by. Um, You get a lot of the same stuff, the same character and plot and uh, developments and plot developments and the, you know, Kate Bishop and Clint Barton sort of relationship. But what, but what Fraction does here with Hawkeye is he takes a superhero comic and he totally redefines it almost. I mean, I think that this set the stage for, for a lot of, for a lot of superhero comics going forward. It's a, it's a, you know, follows Clint in his life. Clint Barton, Hawkeye. it's just a very down to earth story. I mean, you've got Clint being vulnerable. He's depressed. Uh, he, I think the way that the that he constantly tries to like introduce what's happening is this looks bad. This looks really bad. It's, it's never like a positive thing. He's constantly hurt. He's getting beat up. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's totally different than what you'd normal get normally get with a Marvel superhero comic. At least at this time, this this has changed some of it going forward where we're, we love this sort of street level uh, Marvel superhero stuff but but what Matt fraction and David Aja do here is is groundbreaking it's f- it's f- phenomenal um, you know so you've got Hawkeye and Hawkeye because Kate Bishop you'll learn a little bit about it took up that moniker at some point and Clint let her keep it so it's kind of Clint. Barton, who is Hawkeye, and Kate Bishop, who is also known as Hawkeye, being mentor and mentee, and their friends. And Clinton loves her and hates her, and she loves him and hates him, and they argue and they fight. Uh, it's really, really funny. Um, Clinton will do anything to help the broken and the beat down here. Uh, I, you know, he's sitting here in a hospital bed, bandaged up. Just to help people, um, and that I think you know as you're reading this and watching this, and and Clint's this broken guy who doesn't think he's a superhero, is frustrated, depressed, uh, like I said, vulnerable, lets you see his weaknesses. That, what that does after you see like what he's willing to do to help people, and you'll he, he, you'll as you read this, you'll see him with uh, with a dog. Lucky the pizza dog and what he goes through to help this poor broken dog. So in the midst of, of this guy who's not super likable, but watching him and what he's willing to do for the broken and the beat down people, makes him likable. Fraction really wrote this so well. And you know, there, the back and forth between Clint and Kate is hilarious. Uh, you've, you've got this group of, I think in the, the book they're called the the Tracksuit Draculas in the show. They're the Tracksuit Mafia, but anyway, they're a Russian, the Russian mob. And uh, just just super hilarious. Every other word they say is bro, 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 bro. So get used to that, but it's really funny. I have to say an issue let me see what issue number this is because I gotta tell you about it. Issue 3. David Aja I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm not getting it right, I'm sure. Draws what has to be the best car chase scene I have ever seen in a comic book. The paneling is just fantastic. The way he's able to like give you the flow, but then he has these little breakout panels where you zoom in and you can see the expressions and the emotions and you know, what's going on with, with Clint and Kate and the Russian mob. It's just, it's mind blowing. It's fantastic. And what's super cool about this is it's breaking down all this the special arrows that he's using in this car chase scene. And if you watch the show, it's the same stuff, same stuff. It's just, uh, I'm looking at it right now, it's, the paneling on this is just, you're gonna love it. I mean, it reads so well, it's so big, so exciting, it's, I just absolutely love that. But then, after that, that is something to be called out, but then I think it's issue 13? they take the perspective it's a whole episode a whole episode i'm going to do this all the time get used to it i'm sorry it's a whole issue from the perspective of lucky issue 11 the whole issue is from the perspective of the dog and you know whoever's whoever was responsible for the the lettering in this issue just absolutely nailed it i'm trying to look here in the in the front okay so the letterist was well david aha did the art aha aha Aja. one day i'll get it right well, i can't see here but it's super cool because it's like every time someone's talking you get a bunch of scribbles but then you get keywords that only a dog would like what the dog would pick up on and he's trying to solve a crime or a murder in this in this issue. And oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Just the iconography that David Aha is Aja, forgive me. I'm just gonna go with Aja for now, but if it's Aja, so be it. Um this is like this is groundbreaking stuff here. Uh I need I need more of this. I want a whole pizza dog run. I want, like, an omnibus of just Pizza Dog episodes. Um, it's, you know, Matt Fraction can do this where it's, it's very character-based. And as you could tell from the others that I've mentioned, you know, Sweet Tooth, Jeff Lemire, f- character focus, character development, friendships, relationships, Invincible, same thing. Following a high school kid, his relationships as his parents, his friends, dealing with school, uh, but then, you know, God country, you've got a father and a son. And here again, oh, in Saga, you've got father, mother, daughter, character driven. I love these stories. I think they're perfect jumping in points. And all these are self-contained. You can read them all and you've got the story. Same here. I know with a lot of Marvel stuff, I was a little bit hesitant to to recommend a Marvel story just because sometimes you gotta know too much. It's overwhelming. But to start Hawkeye by Matt Fraction, you can get this, the complete set, uh, a trade paperback form on, I got mine on Amazon for 20 bucks. (sighs) This is all you need. You don't need to know backstory. You get a complete story here. It's very character based. There's not, you're not following like a plot from A to B. You're following Clint and Kate, which is just, and as they grow in this mentor-mentee relationship, and you know, go through the ups and downs, and you watch Kate try to pull Clint out of the depression, and you see her get mad, leave him at one point. Um, It's really gritty, grounded, real world, funny, heartbreaking, um, but rewarding and the art, the coloring, everything about this run. I think if uh, this is in the top five Marvel runs. I think you ask most people and that's where they'll put this. It's a great, great place to start if you're interested in some Marvel. Um, definitely read this. It's, uh, it's, It blew my mind, I wasn't expecting it. This was actually a last minute addition to this, to this uh, list. I had something else here at first, but I just finished this and I was like, this is it. This is this is one of my favorite Marvel runs ever. I also am a little biased because I love dogs and that ep- that episode. See? That issue where it's from the perspective of Lucky is just absolutely hysterical and mind-blowing in all the right ways. The art is 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 perfect in all the right ways, fits the story perfectly. You're gonna love this. It's, it's again, you just read this, it's 20, 22, three, 24 issue run, and uh, you'll not be disappointed. I think that's a great entry to Marvel to what they're, to what they're capable of doing uh, at their best. You know, there's a ton of other good stuff, but if you start here, if you start with these five things, these five ish, you know, collected runs that I've mentioned here I think it's gonna create a love for you in comics like it did for me. Again, that's Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire, Invincible, Robert Kirkman, Saga by Brian K. Vaughan. God Country by Donnie Cates, Hawkeye by Matt Fraction. These are my five recommended starting places, or if you've been into comics for a long time and you haven't read these, what you waiting for? Read them. They're amazing, amazing stories. Um, you can get all these. Uh, listen to the next episode. you find any one of these. Really, really cheap. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Also, we're right around Christmas time. These are great Christmas presents for anybody who you think might be interested in, in comic books or who you know who is, but they haven't got to start their collection yet. Get them one of these. They're going to love you for it. I promise you. But anyway if you end up reading one of these or getting it for somebody let me know what what uh, what you think what they think follow me on instagram direct message me there at the comic book layer I'd love to, to talk with you to to hear what you thought of these and uh, hit that subscribe button follow along look forward to uh, the next episode I'm going to talk all about my favorite places to to find them by comic book so I think that'll be a good one and then after that we're gonna hit up a little bit of a more of a weekly schedule where I'm talking about what I've read, what what I recommend, what's coming out. Some news and notes for comic books of the week, uh, if there's anything worth mentioning. Again, I'm Kyle. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of the Comic Book Layer Podcast, and uh, hope to talk to you. But most importantly, keep reading comics. (laughs)